Hello and welcome to Nerd Vomit. My name is Doug. I'm a nerd and this is my vomit. Troy stood me up for a recording session. I guess it's not his fault though, it totally is. So I'm just going to get right into the vomitorium. Lot of finales on this one and a premiere and a cancellation and all sorts of nerd stuff. So like I said, let's get right into it. Lucifer finale. Oh man, I'm so glad Lucifer is back. I finally had the time to sit down and watch the fourth season. Uh, Lucifer returns to hell at the end. Uh, Eve wanders the world. Uh, the ultimate party girl, the first party girl. Uh, Maze is left heartbroken for some strange reason. And it appears as if Dan and Ella might be a thing, which I totally love since they're so awkward together. And Chloe and Lucifer confess their love for each other. And then Lucifer goes to hell. Now, Lucifer is getting a fifth and final season, so yes! I'm going to miss this show. I really am. I cannot wait for season five. But uh, it did seem a little, like, slipshod in terms of the ending. It Like, if this if, if season four was the last season, it would end in a way where I'm like, wait, what? Like, oh, and then uh, Angel Baby, there's no, it's a lot of setup and no payoff. Yes, there's an Angel Baby. Uh, Amenadiel and the Doctor, whose name I suddenly can't remember. Ooh, I almost had it. It's like Carol or Laura or something. It'll come to me. The the girl from uh, Daily Show, Rachel Harris. Linda, that was it. I knew it'd come to me. So anyway, Linda and Amenadiel have a baby that he fathered while he was human, yet the baby is a new kind of celestial, half-angel. So that's weird, because if he fathered it as a human, wouldn't it all be human? But then again, I don't presume to understand the DNA of a celestial being. Who would? Um... But yeah, the baby, it's like, okay, there's a baby, and then at the end, the, some demons break some rules and possess dead bodies and want to send the baby to hell so they can raise it as a new ruler, because apparently only celestials can rule hell, not demons. It's a new one for me, but sure. And, like, Lucifer goes, well, as long as I'm, you know, on Earth, that baby's gonna be a target, so I'm gonna go back to hell and rule. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, the the baby, they never, they never touch on the baby, so I'm hoping the baby is a big part of season five. Something else that's waiting to get renewed, and I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Doom Patrol finale. Oh, man. So you finally have the knockdown, drag out fight with Mr. Nobody. You have Dan to the Street almost blowing up. You've got a giant roach and a di giant rat making out. Almost fucking. Yes. Doom Patrol's that fucking weird. How does it end? It ends with all of them shrunk. And then uh, you meet Dorothy. Well, you don't see her face, but it's a monkey-faced girl who has the ability to summon her imaginary friends as physical constructs. Uh, she grapples with it in the comics. It's from the Grant Morrison run, which has been a huge influence on this first season of Doom Patrol. And I'm loving it. Uh, the fact that they introduced Dorothy Spinner. Like I said, you don't see her monkey face. You just It's, it's the chief's daughter with uh, this weird immortal uh, Neanderthal woman, um, which was a, a weird a weird setup. Like, it was like, okay, well, that's kind of the background of, of the chief and his backstory, but where is that going to play out? Oh, Dorothy. Awesome. So it hasn't been renewed for a season two, but I can't imagine it wouldn't with Titans already renewed. Uh, Titans got renewed before it even premiered. Uh, and speaking of DC shows, uh, Swamp Thing already canceled uh, after only having two episodes. Now, this seemed weird because 
Lately, all the DC streaming shows have been critical darlings, fan favorites, uh, and I'm one of those fans and one of those critics as well. And I'm I'm I love the DC's killing it on TV. Movies, not so much. Less said about that, the better. Uh, but I will talk about DC movies later. Swamp Thing got canceled after only two episodes, and apparently, once again, critical darling. Uh, everyone likes it. It's not necessarily a superhero thing. It's more of a like dark gothic horror romance uh, with Swamp Thing and, and uh, Abigail Arcane, um, or Arcane, depending on how you want to say it. But I found out the reason why it was canceled. Turns out when they were filming in North Carolina, even though it's set in Louisiana, they had a $40 million tax rebate to film there. They had a total budget with this rebate of $80 million, which is a fair amount of money for a 10-episode you know, show. And due to some kind of weird clerical error, the rebate that... DC got from filming in North Carolina only amounted to $14 million, leaving Warner Brothers on the hook for 26 mil. So they went, well, we're going to cut our losses, and maybe it'll come back, maybe it won't, maybe we'll fix this. You'd think someone went through these contracts with a fine-tooth comb when it's $40 million fucking dollars, but apparently not. Apparently they had Swamp Thing go through the contracts, and he's a thing from a swamp. So... I haven't watched any of the episodes. Uh, I'm kind of waiting to shore them up. I'm behind on a bunch of stuff. I'm trying my damnedest to uh, watch everything, and there's just not enough time uh, between the day job and I'm almost through the Bunkers and Badasses DLC pack from Borderlands 2, and then I just found another two more DLC packs. I mean, I, kn I knew about the Safari one, um, and then there's a Headhunters one, which I don't know what the fuck that is, but... Apparently, I'm not putting down Borderlands 2 for a while. I honestly thought I was going to take a break after Bunkers and Badasses. I haven't even touched Days Gone. Um, I've got three more games reserved that are coming out later this year. Um, I know it's only June, but still. And I haven't touched Days Gone, and I hear great things. Um, and uh, eventually, I'll get through Borderlands 2 and, and the prequel... Uh, pre-sequel, rather, and then, you know, all the DLC packs, and it's it's just, it's it's consuming. It's literally, it, I when they said over 100 hours of content on the Handsome Bundle, I was like, well, that's hyperbole at best. At worst, it is a time suck that I love so much that I bought two Borderlands shirts at Comic-Con. I got one that's like a Jack Daniels one that's Handsome Jack on it. says Pandora Whiskey. It's awesome. And then I got a tiny Tina's Tea Party. Because if you ruin her tea party, she will eat your babies. I love Tiny Tina. Anyway. Let's see. What else? Uh, thing that came and will probably not have a second season because it was pretty much a contained story. Good Omens on Amazon Prime. One of my favorite books. I have Neil Gaiman's signature tattooed on my body. Uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett novel. Good Omens. One of the funniest Best books I think I've ever read. I cannot recommend it enough. And the show lived up to it. Sublime casting with John Hamm, David Tennant, Michael Sheen, Brian Cox. I'm trying to think of who else was in that. Miranda Richardson. That Josie lady from the original BBC who's on it anyways is awesome as Agnes Nutter. But basically the premise is there's kind of a, a baby swap with the Antichrist. Unfortunately... It turns into an accidental shell game, or three-card Monty, 
so to speak, and the Antichrist gets misplaced and raised in like this like kind of small British town, um, and not at all influenced by angels or demons, played by uh, Michael Sheen and David Tennant, respectfully, which, by the way, pitch-perfect casting for Michael Sheen and David Tennant as Azafail uh, and Crowley the demon. I mean, once again, I, I couldn't be happier with the the casting and, and Good Omens watching it. I love that they pulled lines directly from the book. Neil Gaiman wrote every episode, uh, and it shows. His fingerprints are all over it. Uh, it's a great send-off to the late, great Terry Pratchett. Uh, uh, good Omens, watch it, read it, do both. I don't care what order, just do it. Support the living hell out of it. Does it end open-endedly? Yes, but then again, so did the book. So, could there be a second season? Yes. Would it be all original? Yes. Is Neil Gaiman going to do it? Maybe, he has said. He doesn't know. Good Omens was in limbo for a decade. Uh, Terry Gilliam was going to do a movie with it, with having Robin Williams play multiple characters. Oh, Michael McKean's in it as the witch hunter. Jack Whitehall, fantastic as um, uh, Newt uh, Pulsifer. I love Jack Whitehall, fantastic comedian. Watch it. That's all I gotta say. I, I can't gush enough about it. Uh, gushing about this Lucifer Doom Patrol. Let's let's keep uh, semi-gushing, uh, quasi-gushing. Uh, I talked a bit about DC movies. I finally got around to watching Shazam. It's fun. Uh, it's what I expected. Um, I mean, the ultimate, you know, kid wish fulfillment is turns, you know, little kid turns into a, you know, grown superhero with lightning powers, and he uh, shares that power with his uh, foster siblings, finds a family, defeats Dr. Savannah, they have a nice Mr. Mind cameo at the end, which is a intergalactic evil caterpillar, so... All in all, it was a huge departure from kind of the dark and gritty Zack Snyder, semi-Joss Whedon stuff of Justice League and all that. And it was a lot more fun uh, than, in my opinion, the unsinkable turd that was Aquaman. Sorry, didn't like it. I know I'm in the minority here, but I think Jason Momoa was just being Jason Momoa. I think it was uh, too CGI, too uh, self-indulgent and bloated. That's just me. But Shazam, it was worth watching. It, like I said, I walked into it with some low expectations and went, okay, it's fun, it's bright, it's funny, um, it's a great origin story. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do afterwards, especially with like the Marvel family. Um, and uh, so yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see. But Shazam was, was worth seeing. Um, is it like an A-plus movie? No, I don't think so, but it's a solid B. It, it's It's worth it. Um, lastly, think things that could or cannot be worth it. Uh, Archer season 10 premiered, and this is the last season that the creator, Adam Reed, is going to be on it. We'll see if Archer continues on after that. Uh, this one goes to the sci-fi far future year of 1999, and is, uh, kind of a, a, a sci-fi take on everything, uh, everything Archer, and I'm really enjoying it. I've only watched the first episode, but I immediately was like, yes. This is way better than um, the Danger Island one or whatever that was. The, the last season, that was real rough. Real, real rough. Um, Dreamland was alright. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for the payoff of Archer being in a coma from three seasons ago. Yeah, let that sink in. It's like three seasons ago, ended with Archer in a coma. 
and then Dreamland was him, like, dreaming, and then they did Danger Island, and now this Archer 1999 um, sci-fi odyssey. I'm wondering when Archer is going to wake up, if it will return to form, what will happen without Adam Reed, if it continues without him. He's kind of the, the real, like, showrunner, creative spine of Archer. So, I think I've babbled enough. Maybe you have a different opinion on some of the stuff I've talked about. Maybe I babble too much. Maybe I didn't babble enough. Uh, reach out. Info at BACNpodcast.com. Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, we're on Stitcher, iTunes. That's enough pimping and self-masturbatory promotion. So, from Nerd Vomit, I'm Doug. Nerd Vomit. And I'm out. Like a boner in sweatpants. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.